0: Thanks for joining us for our third podcast where we share some of the early findings from the University of Kansas COVID-19 impact on Nurses Study or COIN Study. During this episode, we will discuss strategies to build a resilient culture in long-term care. Amy, picking up where we left off on the topic of resilience, What can an organization do to foster organizational resilience?
1: Great question, Lisa. I am a firm believer and very passionate about building a culture of resilience within a facility. And this means making resiliency a priority. Here's five strategies to help you build a resilient culture. First of all, communicate in a transparent and positive manner. Be truthful, be real, be first and provide frequent updates. Don't let gossip get in your way and be your source of communication. Number two, leaders need to model resilience. And when people see leaders modeling resilience, they're going to want to model it themselves. Number three, I highly recommend that individuals do what I call emotional well-being rounds. Frequently facilities do employee rounding to um, check for engagement and, and see how staff are doing. Well that's never been more important. And now I would ask that you check in with staff daily and do get a pulse check, see how they're feeling, gauge how they're feeling. And next, use that information. So number four is provide support to staff based on what they have been telling you. So it may be they're afraid to go home and bring their uh, clothes into their house. And so they're undressing in the garage. Wouldn't it be nice if a facility could offer laundry service? That's just one uh, suggestion. And then lastly, but just as importantly, offer education and training, not only on resilience, but also on self-care. Nurses are often uh, the last person to take care of themselves. They, they take care of others and have no issue, but when it comes to taking care of themselves, they struggle. So again, teaching self-care and also resiliency education for all staff. Amy, these strategies
0: are really interesting and compelling. Can you give a few specific examples
1: of these strategies you just discussed? Oh, absolutely. So the first one, when we're talking about communication, oftentimes, especially in COVID, we focused on what we didn't do. So when we're talking about positive communication, because Dr. Garcia talked about earlier that people want to hear positive messages, so my suggestion with communication is be real, things hurt, be your authentic self, but also share successes before getting into and really over-focusing on what was not done. When we talk about resilience and modeling resiliency, I would highly recommend that leaders pr- have some kind of positivity promotion going on. It could be a thankful Thursday where every Thursday we start out by saying what we're thankful for. It could be affirmations to start each and every shift for strategies to help with the emotional well-rounds. Um, you know, I, I had a really good saying and I, I, I gotta find it um, for well, emotional well-being rounds, I would highly encourage you to ask staff how they're feeling, how they're doing. And then when they say all their bad stuff, also ask them, and I just heard this on a podcast today, what's strong with you? Ask them what's good, what they feel good about, what's making them push through. Uh, I think that that's a really important statement as well. For building support, um, the fourth strategy I mentioned, you have to really get down to what staff need, I I think a lot of times organizations or facilities offer free food, they bring in food, but during the pandemic, our, our members were saying to us that it's great that you bring in food, but if I don't feel safe eating it in the break room with other staff, then it really isn't something that's helping me, it's just causing me more angst. So find out specifically what people need. Then for strategies to promote resiliency training and self-care, you know, this could be offering workshops on meditation. It could be offering yoga. It could be offering, um, You know, just some sleep hygiene, because we know that the nurses have struggled with sleep disturbances during COVID. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of options out there for you to choose from. Just find out what your staff needs and tailor it to their specific needs.
0: Amy, thank you, because you've given us some really um, very specific examples about strategies for resilience, but let's take it a step further how can a long-term care organization improve
1: resilience or how can we bring it to the forefront in long-term care? Excellent question, Lisa. First of all, culture of resilience starts at the top and trickles throughout. It's, it's, it's not even just to the top. It's, it's a floor-to-ceiling effort, right? So it means building a healthy work environment. It has programs to promote well-being and self-care. It has zero tolerance for bullying and violence in the workplace. It's a workplace that provides staff support. It's a workplace that encourages social connections, and also a workplace that provides and promotes positivity on a daily basis.
0: Thank you, Amy. Today you shared with us how important it is for an organization to have positive, transparent communication. Leaders must model resilience and commit to doing emotional well being rounding in their communities. Organizations need to listen to and build support for what the staff needs by addressing their practical needs based on how the pandemic impacts them and their family. We hope listeners are able to apply one or more of these strategies to strengthen resiliency for themselves and in their organizations. The University of Kansas coin study invites organizations to have their nurses complete the coin survey so they can continue to learn how the pandemic is impacting the industry. To access the study, you can contact the Telogen nursing home team at nursinghome at or do a Google search and Google COVID-19 impact on nurses study University of Kansas. Thank you.